gorgeous. Yeah, I chopped it. Thank you. I chopped it off. Is it, it dark? Was yeah, it's a little, yeah, it's darker. I, I chopped it off because it was like down to my ass. Really? It was down to my ass crack. And my, one of my sisters does my hair and yeah. um, I came, I, and she's <laughs> very honest. She's very honest. <laughs> and I walked into her salon and she's like, Jesus, she's like, your hair is fried. And I was like, okay, cut it, just cut it off. Did you take a photo when it was that long? I should have. I honestly should have. But she would have just made fun of me a lot. So, Dude, how many siblings do you have? One's a therapist. One's a hairdresser. One's One's a social worker. So there's there's four girls and then my two brothers. One's a sports broadcaster and one's a high school football coach. Wow. Um, Yeah. How did I not know this about you? (laughs) Well... I have my two brothers. They're my full brothers. So they're my two older brothers. And then two of them are my stepsisters. And then one's a half sister. Okay. But, but we're all, you know, siblings. Yeah. I My siblings are really, really fun. Like we all get along really good. And I think because we all um, trauma bond, you know? Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome to the show. <laughs> I I always <laughs> welcome to the show. Um, sorry to info dump on my family, but my name is Angela Montoya, <laughs> and I am the author of Sinner's Isle coming out in sometime this year. <laughs> um, yes, yes, and I trauma dump also into Sinner's Isle, so you're welcome. <laughs> that it is this the intro we're going with. <laughs> I love that. Okay, we'll we'll keep it shit. What what do I care? You know? What We're just giving you authentic human realness. <laughs> yeah. So Melanie, how are you? Um tell me more about your trauma. <laughs> well, thank you for asking. <laughs> I actually started therapy this month. <laughs> so, oh yes. Valid question. Like I'm not gonna lie like shit you start therapy and that it's literally like oh that that gaping wound that you thought had totally healed over let's rip it open because there's still gravel in there bitches (laughs) that's how I feel I feel like we're like shaking the whole thing and like plucking out things that don't belong there like the thing being me my brain my mm. thoughts so it's been a lot <laughs> my anxiety is pretty shit but I like I said I got approved for medicinal marijuana yes so yes good that's going to be a great journey when that happens yes. when that arrives yes. <laughs> I hope I love that journey for you I am <laughs> ready <laughs> I'm ready too you know like I think I've just been doing like I have a lot of self-care stuff because I don't west I don't use western med I have my acupuncture and my yoga and I have a bunch of shit, but like, yeah, realistically it'd be nice to have something just sometimes like when it's peaky and the yoga's not working and the, you know, little, little puff, puff, vape, vape. I'm hoping it's going to work for me. (laughs) (laughs) And you'll be cooking up a storm and just having a blast. (laughs) I'll be having a blast that, you know, I would love that journey for me too. So hopefully (laughs) I don't have a lot of experience in that department, but I I know people who know people. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you need advice, I am here. <laughs> oh, yes. Tell but, uh, me all the secrets. I'm ready. But uh, definitely. I constantly forget it's legal there. Like it's not in every state. As you as you oh. heard from Jenna, every state is so different in the states. Like we are every state is its own country, basically. And I'm from California, which, yeah, California is like very, very well known for its open door policy on all things cannabis. Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, so. I was going to say, and you're a California queen. And in my head, I was like, and you're a cannabis queen. <laughs> yeah. I highly recommend. Um, I think it'd be great to have you you know, try your medicine 
and then watch, you know, a show like, let's say, RuPaul's Drag Race and just enjoy, you know, the experience. I think it'll be a great journey for you, for sure. I'm not going to say I don't have any experience, but oh, precious little, precious little oh. back in my oh. college days. <laughs> um, but yeah. She's I'm wild. Pretty, I'm excited because it's just like good. a bit of a, yeah, like one of those things where you're like no you don't have to carry this all yourself like whatever it yeah. is whether it's western med whether it's medical med, for me like my journey maybe looks different to someone else's but these I'm chasing what's comfortable to me on this journey yeah. and it feels like nourishing to me and and yeah I think it was still stigmatized for so long but my brother-in-law takes it for his ADHD and anxiety I was like sorry if I'm outing him but I'm like no he couldn't give a shit <laughs> Um, yeah. And so I was just like, what, you can do that. You can like get it medically assigned for that stuff. He was like, yeah. I was like, shit. Okay. I need to, it just kind of came at the right time. Cause I'm like receptive yeah. to something like that now, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's a lot right now, but I'm kind of like, I honestly think people who do therapy and I'm going to include myself in this statement are the bravest people I know. Cause you're like, you're like choosing to pull all that darkness out of the box and mm. in the glare of the sun instead of pack it away somewhere to the depths and it's fucking hard like I'm yeah. not cool. I've had some of the worst anxiety lately but I've also had some of the greatest I can see what's to come mm. and see how much more grounded and like comfortable in my own skin I'm gonna feel by doing this and I've just gone in and when I see her I'm just like blunt word vomit I don't censor anything I just tell her exactly and I think it it helps speed it up <laughs> she can yeah. speed it up, but it's not like she's not like digging for little bits of info so you're just giving you are in yeah so I'm so proud of you it, are you physically going or is it like a zoom call or physically going which is really hard for me because of my social anxiety but I'm like it's training and I, I told her, I told her all of this. I'm telling the whole fucking podcast. <laughs> what I do now. But no, I think it just helps when people hear it from other people. But it is harder for me to go in person than it is over the phone because then it triggers my social anxiety. I'm sitting face to face with her. But I'm also really good at that. It, do you know what I mean? Like I'm good at social situations. It just makes me super anxious. So I wanted to go in person because I, I just call all of that my training. <laughs> It's like learning about ourselves, facing those scary things, and we're better to do it than on the shrink's couch. Amen. You are so brave. I have to, like, I just have to bow down because I, I can't, like, I feel like if I, I'm so scared to ever, like, go to therapy because I feel like if I did, and if I cracked that shell that I have, like, used where I just shove everything back. I feel like if I crack it and it comes open, I will never be able to like, <laughs> like live. I'll never be able to like be happy. I don't know. I, so I feel so, I'm so proud of you for like going there because I am not brave enough. And I, you know, someday maybe I'll get there, but like, I feel like if I, if I crack it open, like I'll never be able to put it back. And <laughs> so- yeah. You can never put it back once you crack it open, but like you, you give yourself too little credit because you're one of the strongest people, the bravest people I know. And whether you choose to do that or not, or when you choose to do that or not, whatever, regardless, doesn't, doesn't change how strong you are and whatever you face that was dark, that's been shoved away. You are a, you've already looked at it. It's just looking at it again as an adult with the tools to look at it. So yeah. that's a lot of what I'm going through now. It's like shaking and rattling and jarring. And like the other day I woke up and my whole day was existential crisis. <laughs> mm. like the next, I'm not lying to you, it is this stuck. The next day I woke up, I was like, fuck you, bad bitch. Like, yeah, like that, it felt like the end of days yesterday. But then today I was like, and we dealt with it. And no mm. one can take that away from you. But it doesn't mean you're not doing that yourself in your everyday life. Do you know what I mean? It's not like yeah. a, it's not like you're not brave and strong if you don't go. It's you're you're always brave and strong. But I think give yourself more credit than. Thank thank you for saying that. I appreciate. It. I got a little teary eyed. 
<laughs> gonna, I got a little verklempt. <clears throat> you are right. Like, and and I we touched on this with Jenna. I mean, we touched on a lot of this actually with Jenna, and maybe that's why it's stirring up this conversation right now as well. Um, but writing really is for me at this point is the yeah. therapy. It's all I can handle, and I and I put so much in center's aisle of my own sort of shit. And then, you know, through revisions, we lighten that a little bit, yeah. but, um, but yeah, at this point, it still is that I am facing it. Like you said, I, you know, I, it's true. I am facing it yeah. through the word, through the written word. And you know, you're, it's, yeah. it's still shitty. <laughs> Dude, and I'm not going to lie, there is no way I could have done this. Like, I had therapy six years ago or whatever, but that was just dealing with the immediate fallout of my nervous breakdown. We never got into the shit I'm doing now. And, like, 100% could not have handled it. Like, one of the reasons it's so, like, shaky is because, like, I have built a lot of good things and I have, you know, now you feel weaker again suddenly. But that's just temporary while we, like cauterize and cut the wound and I, that's what I'm telling myself on the hard days that like it's gonna get better but that's the thing you have you can't do it when you're not ready it has to be the right time and it took me years to want to open that all and and yeah writing was definitely <laughs> lots of therapy for me but- <laughs> Uh, Melanie you're such a beautiful soul I swear I could just listen to you all the time and so (laughs) we're just a little emotional today um I don't know why but without fail like my period's coming to the without I just started today fuck off no no you fuck off Melanie how did we up over line I don't know. I don't know, but <laughs> through oceans and space and time, we have synced. You sync up with your friends. That's a real thing. But you're like on the other side of the planet. But without fail, it's like a day we filmed the podcast. So I'm like, I mean, I'm naturally hyper emotional. <laughs> now doing therapy, I'm extra emotional. Period. Like I might as well just cry all day. <laughs> <laughs> just get the tissues ready. It's time. <laughs> <laughs> love us. I know, I know. And speaking of that, actually, yeah. our listeners really love us too. And we, our first episode back, we had a few of our listeners give us shout outs and um, just say how excited they were. And that was so surprising and so fun. Yeah. Um, it really just made my whole like week like, oh, okay, someone, someone noticed we were taking a break. I know and just like all the stuff that we think is like just little stupid chats about like k-drama or whatever but like they listen actually I put something here to remind me because I kept forgetting to show you like listeners listen this is like Jess Para, our darling friend our mummager queen she yeah. sent a parcel the other day and one of the gifts she put in it it was after our episode where we were talking about how we get so sweaty during yeah. Like when we go anywhere, we're just super sweaty. And I was like, no matter how much deodorant you wear, you sweat through it. <laughs> In her love parcel to me, she sent me these. One is a sweat block. She's like, this is the best deodorant you can use. Like if you have a really sweaty. <laughs> and this is a vagina one. It says, psst, you're a vaginius. <laughs> I didn't even read that part or I forgot and I'm delighted all over again and clinical strength sweat block that's well a- make sure you don't switch those <laughs> make sure you keep them I mean it work out for me <laughs> that was very nice of Mama Jirpara of our grandpa our resident grandpa Jessica Para. I think she knew it would make me lol which it did and I just but no, I you reminded me because I was like, they are listening. The listeners are listening. The people who who it resonates with. And I think that's just how we've gone into it from the start. It was just like like you say, always say, we were having these silly chats and these deep chats and these roundabout chats, whatever, in our DMs already. And yeah, yeah it's kind of wonderful and magical that 
we can have it in this way and people can feel part of it because it can yeah. be like a lonely, scary journey doing this, you know, and and the one from Twitter blew my mind. It was someone we didn't even know and they were like me me squealing when I hear pub persuasion was back on and I was just like what what just happened like that made my freaking day yes and now we're forever friends yes um they mentioned uh meteor garden which I had mentioned in the last episode and uh she said to watch uh oh and you said it too boys over flowers yeah so I started the episode last night and I mean I did and they're there's, I mean, they've got to be the same, right? Like they're in this, have you, oh, you haven't seen Meteor Garden, but they're literally the, the same exact concept, right. except for one, she's, uh, uh, Boys Over Flowers, like more high school, they're right. in college. Um, but like, no, even like the card, the, like the death card or whatever, it's the same. Really? The group, the four boys, the title F4 is the same. So no, it's got to no. be the same, like, you know, like a, a re, re, must whatever. Remaking Media Garden. Because uh, Boys Over Flowers is older. It's much older. Yeah. So. It's like 2009. And it is so 2009. It is. Right. <laughs> but um, so far, I'm only, I, I've only finished one episode. I have to st- I have to give it to Meteor Garden so far. Granted, it's I know it's a 2009, so I I gotta you know add okay. that in. But there were things that were just like, like you know, you get the death card, and these kids are just vicious to each other. Yeah, and like that's not in Meteor Garden necessarily, okay. but they literally want you to like, like off yourself, and they're like, yeah. <laughs> great and I'm like what what universe is this why is this okay um but but I'm here for it still (laughs) high school bullying is scary or bullying in general is just frightening and I think that they're just very bullies are very clever at picking on the people that they know aren't going to stick up for themselves you know that's I mean I just suddenly went serious (laughs) then yeah I wasn't ready for this Melanie sorry sorry. bullying Um, is bad Knock it off. Away from serious. I also hear you have begun, you actually started before me and I've caught up, begun watching RuPaul's this season finally. I freaking love this show. I freaking love, I can totally see why you love RuPaul's Drag Race so much. It is so fun. The queens drag each other to hell and back. So funny. And And they're talented. Like so how, talented. Oh my god! How anybody could wear like put makeup on like that? Yeah. I for one, I I don't I can't. And the costumes, just everything is perfect. Okay, who's your favorite queen so far? Oh, that's a really hard question because it changed. Mm. I'm actually warming to those two silly little TikTok brats, even though they came on. And I was like rolling my eyes to high heaven, but like, they're actually so clever and funny and like, they are the face of modern drag. And that's why some of those salty ass queens couldn't handle it. And the other ones came around once they saw they had the talent to back the, the blabber mouths on those two. (laughs) A lot of them come around and they respect them now. Yeah. Sugar and spice. And but then there's other queens that are just salty. They can't handle that, like, that that could be a way to succeed in this so well. But, yeah, they're funny. Yeah. They're clever. And yeah. What about you? I, I Yes, I love them too. I think they're ridiculously funny. Yeah. And then um, one, I, I see, I, now I'm bad with names, but mm. she in the first challenge or maybe second challenge, like karate chopped boards. Yes, that one. I'm obsessed. Yes. Best. Mm-hmm. And she's like quiet nice and yes. reserved, but she like killed it. Um, and Marsha, and Marsha one. I was I literally was just gonna say her. Chills at that dance because it was so. See, that's why I. That was the perfect example of why I love the show. So stupid, so clever, but yes. her talent, the 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 fluidity of those movements. It was a complete package of 
I had chill. I've got chills remembering it, how good yes. it was. Yeah, I Me got chills remembering it. I could cry because I knew, <laughs> I knew the combination of like the artfulness, the dorkiness, the rawness of the stories, like, and oh, Mama Rue yes. presiding over it all as the glorious God that that should be there, you know? Yes. Oh, that reminds me of the, I think it was the last episode where they did their versions of heaven. And the two queens talking about how, you know, they basically had to leave home because they weren't accepted for who they were. Oh my gosh. I was just over there just like, like, come here. It's fine. I'm here. Um, Just, yes, it it is. It's all of these emotions Mm -hmm. and it's all just jam-packed in this rhinestone world and I am living for it. (laughs) I love how you just described that. That's it to a T. (laughs) jam packed into this Ryan Stone world well I'm so glad it's an excellent season for you to make your debut on because the queens are all freaking talented and like if you do start to backtrack and binge the others you will get a few seasons that are like a little bit shit but most of them are great the earlier ones you know now you've seen what it's like it's kind of like it's rougher the drag I started wrong I started wrong yeah well, and I think the first thing I tried was um like a, a holiday special episode or something. Oh, yeah, I started wrong. I did. But you're but here now and that's all that matters. And yeah. we're watching it side by side. So sorry, listeners, if you're not a fan of RuPaul's Drag Race, you will be by the end of the season <laughs> because we're probably going to be talking about it more. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So buckle up, get started. You need you guys need to get on the game so we can all talk about this together. <laughs> it's just so pure and good and silly and debauchery all in one. Yes. Yeah. How have you been yeah. otherwise, my friend? Um, good. I yeah, I sent um Lur- uh, my Larissa, my agent, who we've had on the show. Yeah. I sent her um like the most updated version of book two. Um, just so she can also kind of read through it and then hopefully I'll get feedback back. I'll get, you know, your feedback, her feedback, and then I could try and whip up and tweak as much as I can before, but I'm still tweaking even though she has it. Cause you know, you gave me some notes and I was like, yes, thank you. (laughs) Um, So I'm just, I'm tweaking, tweaking, tweaking. And then I'm also like thinking, thinking, thinking about the adult book so I'm brewing I'm preparing for our draft race so girl you're just gonna explode into this industry like seriously then the world is not even ready like there is books coming there is just I'm so excited for like just watching Kyla's debut this oh yes my copy came it's so gorgeous it's like velvety almost like, yeah, it's even prettier in person. I was just thinking, like, yeah, like it's crazy to see it in the flesh and just like watch her pop off now. And I'm just so excited for when that moment comes for you because I feel like it's it's going to be extra. Ma- I mean, obviously, we do the podcast together, so it's going to be extra magical, you know. <laughs> but it was super magical. Like Kyla just she just deserves every bit of success that comes her way, you know. Like she's just. She's one of people like her and you are like reasons why I'm just like, I love this industry so much, you know, like it's just good people. And Jenna, our guest today is one of those people. We were just in DMs and I was like, I wasn't following her. And I was like, how am I not following you? Because I followed her from the podcast and then I forgot. Ah, oh, well now you guys are best friends now. I can already tell. We are (laughs) best friends. And that's yes. just like, how are we not best friends already? And I was like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was wondering because after the show, I I messaged both of you guys. Oh, did and you? neither neither one of you replied right away. And I was thinking, wait it's a minute, not cool enough, Angela. <laughs> These bitches are over here chit chatting behind yeah. my back. It's well, it's- I. I messaged you with a heart face, you know? Ah, but you didn't do your usual thing where you make a group chat. No, I didn't because 
Well, that's okay. on you. That's on well, you. <laughs> you know, because I, if I did, I would still be ignored because you guys were too busy chit-chatting it up. So, well, it's okay. All, all credit to you because you're the one who found her as a guest for the show. And as per usual, your your knack for like knowing people and like sensing their energy just blows my freaking mind actually (laughs) like it's she was glorious and she came with the fire and we just yeah the conversations we had like you said triggered some of our randomly deep convos at the start and and it's my favorite to have like a bit of deep and a bit of you know um like I digress I'm sorry I'm so chatty I just had coffee (laughs) (laughs) but like my husband sent me this reel the other day and it was like, oh, I sent it into the group chat, that guy. And he was like, you know, like asking like why he's always so up and down. And like, he wanted to just, the highs are so high and the lows are so low. And he's like, why am I like that? I don't want to be like that. I want to just be level. And then mm. whoever it was who he was talking to was like, no, you don't. Because even if you look at your heart, when you're level, you flatline, you're dead. Mm. Like yes. you've just got it. That is life riding the highs, weathering the lows, and then up again we go, down again we go. I completely forgot why I started telling you that. So I hope it meant... No, but I appreciate it because I've had those same thoughts myself. Like, why can't I just Mm. be here? It's so much easier, but it's not. Like, your heart is not even beating if you are right in the center and and you miss the goods because you're going to miss the highs um, without the lows. So you have to kind of weather them both and that that reel you sent beautiful (laughs) I'm like yeah yeah I did I did that yeah yeah well um I see our time is almost (laughs) so we should probably read Jenna's bio do you want to do it this time are you Sure, sure 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 All right. Jenna Miller, she, her, writes young adult books about fat, queer, nerdy girls who deserve to be seen and have their voices heard. When she's not obsessing over words, she can be found making charcuterie boards, befriending people online, cross-stitching, or adventuring in the Minneapolis crop, whoop, in the Minneapolis area. I almost said in the Minneapolis cross-stitching scene, and I don't know if that's a thing. <laughs> I had no idea what you were saying, but I would just accepted it. Because I was like, yeah. I was like uh, Minneapolis County, were you trying to say anything? <laughs> I, I started reading and then I went back up the line. So um, yeah, she is um, adventuring in the Minneapolis area. Jenna's debut, Out of Character, will be published February 7th, 2023 by Quill Tree Books of HarperCollins. She is represented by Mike Whatnall of Distill Godrich and Boris. <laughs> <laughs> I butchered those last names. I, I apologize. I'm so glad you got this bio. <laughs> I, I was like, what am I reading right now? Mike Whatnall? Just say it again. I'll cut out that bit if you want. Oh, I didn't have to. It's honestly hilarious when we fuck it up. <laughs> I always laugh after. Okay, wait, you, okay, you read that last line. How how do you uh, pronounce the last names? He's represented by Mike Watnall at Dis- oh. Distal, Godrich, and Porrett. <laughs> yeah, it sounds better when you say it. But yeah, that's, where she, that's who she's represented by. <laughs> we did it. <clears throat> okay, wait, real fast. Yeah. How do you say how do you say that's that um city up there? Do you see on her in her bio? Minneapolis. You, oh, okay. Well Why? okay. You did it. I was just seeing how it was with an Australian accent, but <laughs> um it was pretty perfect. <laughs> you so, know, you have to remember some stuff I'm not gonna know at all but I also grew up on American TV so there's random stuff that like I'll know how to pronounce like Minneapolis which is in a lot of movies but that's the only reason well well, good for you (laughs) okay well (laughs) so excited Um, for you guys to listen to this episode thank you I mean (laughs) no I just it's really helpful when you give me a segue later when I'm editing but I should have oh. said it later when you finished the segue. Sorry, go. 
<laughs> and it was the way you went thank you um, no, I was super grateful because I think the last episode there was no segue it was just a clean cut straight into Kyla <laughs> well we are so excited for you all to listen to this fabulous episode Jenna Miller is a star mm. um so put up put up the volume get ready Grab the tissues and the notes because she is coming in hot. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Are, now I'm seeing the earrings, Jenna. What are those donuts? They are donuts. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm a teenage boy because I was like, are they nipples? <laughs> From <laughs> I <Ireland>. mean. <laughs> That makes sense for me, but maybe not young adult, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) I love it. I'm here for here for donuts and nipples. I whichever. (laughs) We're here for it all. (laughs) Love it. Yeah. Well, welcome to the show. We we're really excited. Melanie was just bragging about you and uh your blurb. I said your book blurb, and I was like, that sounds like the cutest thing ever. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, we we're pumped. I've been seeing your book all over the damn place, and <laughs> um, and I am here for it. I am so freaking excited. Um, why don't you start off by just telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, for sure. Sorry, I am like trying to figure out why my earbuds aren't connecting. That's all right. Um, I'm just gonna let it ride, and I think it'll be okay. <laughs> Whatever works for you. If you need to yeah, stop, I figure it out. We're yeah, no, it's all good. Okay. I'm just gonna take that on you know not pretend um it's like a singer you know when you always see the singers like pull yeah out the ears. you had the moment just now right so famous <laughs> <laughs> sorry I already forgot the question oh that's okay um, I want you wanted to hear a little bit about yourself oh sure um so I'm from North Dakota but I live in Minneapolis now which to me is a good thing <laughs> um Gosh, I'm like, am I a person? Um, so I went to college for creative writing, and now I've been in Minneapolis about five years, and mostly writing. I write and edit for work too, so I feel like I'm always at a computer working on words. Um, but book writing is so much more exciting <laughs> than what I do for work. Um, yeah, I really like traveling. So I'm using this debut as an excuse to travel and do a book tour. So that's exciting. Um, And then outside of book world and reading, I really like to hike and cross stitch. And I have a dog that I have to keep an eye on all day, um, except for right now, apparently. (laughs) Well, you are in good company. You're in good company because I also have a dog that I have to keep an eye on at all Mm -hmm. times. So should yeah. they go off? We're all yep. comfortable. This is conversation <laughs> family. So <laughs> perfect. Love it. Yes. Rascally pooches are always welcome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> At all times. I want to actually, I mean, it's not even a question on here that, you know, you approved. So if, if you don't want to talk about it, it's fine. But you mentioned going on a book tour. Where mm-hmm. where exactly are you going and how did that all come into play? Yeah, so it's not all fully announced, but it's also not really a secret. So um, I can tell you the list, but it started with me just wanting to do it. And my publisher was like, no, that's okay. I was like, all right, well, then I'm going to do it myself. Um, So I've been planning it all and like figuring out all the details and the places and the authors. Um, So I'm starting with a launch in St. Paul, Minnesota at Red Balloon. Um, and my best friend's actually flying in from Denver to interview me. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, uh, she's also a writer, so she gets every part of it <laughs> and more. Um, and then from there, I'm going to Dallas and then LA, Seattle, Denver, and then I'm going home for a bit and then going to another town in Minnesota. And then I'm going to Fargo where I'm from. And then from there, I'm going to Atlanta and DC and then <laughs> As far as I know, that's it. <laughs> so, that's we'll plenty. Yeah, I, I went a little hard. It was a bit aggressive, but no regrets. 
absolutely no regrets whatsoever. If anything, you know, it gives you an excuse for one to travel and mm -hmm. then just to yeah. meet all of the bookish people all across the country. That's so freaking fun and exciting. Yeah, that's the best part. <laughs> Meeting readers and writing friends. It'll be so much fun. Oh, you're going to be partying it up. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> people you meet along the way, I feel like I... I know personally, I always have a deeper vested interest when I've met an author, even if it was just mm -hmm. like hearing them speak at an event. So you hustle. Like, I am so impressed right now <laughs> because like, yeah, like you've taken your own initiative and just gone for it. And I understand mm -hmm. those little things. It's not a little thing. This is a big one. But I feel like mm -hmm. those little extra pushes are the things that like make an author and their book even more memorable in this community. Mm -hmm. And I love that. Yeah, thank you. I've already told my agent, I was like, don't let me go this hard next time. <laughs> like, I went a little hard, so rein me in. Yeah, yeah, bring it back. Are you, would you consider yourself like an extrovert or introvert? I mean, how is this gonna, how is this gonna take a toll on you? I am extremely introverted, so it's going to be very interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, I, like, full disclosure, I got on medication for anxiety this past year because I just knew, I was like, you're gonna need just a little assistance. So yeah, yeah, I, and it's already like just changed everything. So I'm actually really excited. I'm not even really that nervous. So it's clearly doing its job because before I'd be like probably crying in a closet or something, but, <laughs> but yeah. I think I'm ready. So I'm just excited to go and celebrate and, you know, not be working on something for a couple months. So hell yes. Yeah. Celebrate. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, you're it's in good company again, also an anxious type. I just got a proof <laughs> on medicinal marijuana for my anxiety. So let's see yes. where the journey goes. Love that. <laughs> I mean, anxiety warriors unite, you know? I yes, love absolutely. Just, these days we just like, we just say it. And I'm so mm -hmm. proud of us. And yes, yeah. it's just Doing part of life. Yeah, it is. No, I, I was telling Melanie, the only way I survived the holidays was my CBD gummy. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yep. <laughs> it was the only way I could see my mummy. <laughs> yeah, I, I relate to that. <laughs> uh, bless our writer souls. We just right? need a little help every once in a while. Yeah, exactly. That's all right. Yeah. Now, did you always want to be a writer? Um. I think like yes and no. I think there were times where like I didn't know it was like possible to actually do this thing. Um, but mm -hmm. I started writing like song lyrics and poems when I was in like sixth grade through middle school into high school. I was obviously going to be like Avril Lavigne, you know, because I just totally love the stage and attention. So, you know, that, that was the pretend dream for a while. Um, and I actually started college for psychology and I was like, no, you're interested in psychology, but you don't want to live in that world like as a psychologist or a researcher or, you know, anything that might go with that. So when I went back to college, I went for English and it was kind of like, well, maybe something will happen with this. Maybe it won't. Um, but then before college, too, I was like I went into poetry and short stories. And then when I was in college, one of my professors really loved one of my short stories. And he was like, but this should be a novel like it shouldn't be a short story and I was like well that sounds interesting and like a lot of work so then I started doing um national novel writing month and I think that was like almost 10 years ago now so I'm aging myself and since then I haven't really done anything but novels so just novels straight through now amazing That's awesome the yeah. um, psychology moment is very relatable. I also I <laughs> had a moment where I, I feel like our personality, I'm just grouping you with me and Angela right now. Please, I feel like please do. Parts, <laughs> we tend to like be like a helper and you find yourself mm -hmm. in friend's advice sometimes. You're like, maybe I should be a psychologist. But That's exactly it. <laughs> one, one subject in my tourism and hospitality course of, of psychology and I was like, you know, <laughs> I uh, feel a little crazy after reading that chapter right there. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I can just learn about it from other people and yes. not be in the role of caregiver. Maybe I'll have the mm -hmm. therapist therapize me. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That was part of it too. I was like, oh, wait, I need that support. So <laughs> let's just 
let's just leave it for someone else and I'll just do what I need to do. <laughs> there it is. That's it right there. Yeah. My sister's actually a therapist and mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah. And so every time she comes over, I'm like, tell me what's wrong with me now. Like what, <laughs> What am I, what am I doing? So get out your little pad and write it down for me. Yeah. Just give me notes. I know you can't treat me, but just give me mm -hmm. a little note, please. Yep. Yeah. I also love how, and I no background to say this really, but I feel like a lot of people who are writers have like interest in psychology and like mental health. And it's like, oh wait, I'm writing about all my trauma and my feelings. And just like projecting it into a fictional world. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. This little path I went on is probably pretty standard. <laughs> Absolutely. Any mm -hmm. like trauma I've ever had, I just put it into my book. And then yep. I, I let the characters work it out for me. Yeah. Right. Yep. And you're like, hope this helps. 16 year olds. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. Writing yes. therapy. That's the, mm -hmm. it's literally, I don't know how I would have coped yeah. without writing post nervous mm -hmm. breakdown through lockdowns all that jazz mm -hmm. writing was like therapy <laughs> definitely yeah oh absolutely mm -hmm. and well, I speaking also... of your book oh sorry Melanie yeah, I didn't mean right. to cut you off okay yeah. I was just gonna say speaking of putting it all on the page mm -hmm. your book out of character mm -hmm. sounds amazing Melanie's been bragging about it already <laughs> can you give us a little um taste about what it is about mm. yeah um and I came prepared she is with me I just got the finals um Woo! like in the last week so gorgeous yep, she is her cat's on the back he will tell you he's the main character so really this book is about Mr. Tuttles and his journey through <laughs> dealing with a teenage girl in his life no um so the book's about Cass and she is a high school senior and the main thing for her is she has an online role-playing addiction that like no one in her real life knows about. So she's trying to juggle like senior year stuff, like her grades are slipping because of the role playing and figuring out college. And she starts dating this girl she's liked forever. Like, you know, um, kind of like putting her on a pedestal and like, oh wait, this is reality kind of girlfriend. It's like mm -hmm. nothing wrong with her. But you know, as you start dating, you're like, oh, wait a minute. Like, you're not the shiny angel vision I've seen for four years. Like, imagine, um, like, expectation versus reality. And through it all, like, she finally meets her online best friend in person for the first time. And there's definitely a feelings click. And so she has to deal with that on top of everything else going on. Um, trying to think what I missed. Oh, and also in the beginning, it's not a spoiler because it's in the description. Her mom like leaves her and her dad early on. So mm -hmm. she's also dealing with that emotional journey mm -hmm. with everything else. So, you know, no big deal. Totally easy. She's super chill, just like me. <laughs> it sounds incredible, honestly. <clears throat> like you had me at the cat taking <laughs> the back. Yeah. I'm so glad you showed me the back. The back is like mm -hmm. as gorgeous as the front. It's really cute. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't even really seen it. So because the arc didn't have like any of that. So oh, it was really cool to see it in person with the cat yeah. and the yeah. blurbs. It's adorable. I, I think I saw you post that you weren't really a pink girl. But now no, we're now I'm pink. It's all pink. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much pink in my life now. <laughs> it just happened naturally. I was like, oh, pink. Okay, that'll be fun. And then now there's just so many things. Just all the pink. It's, like, and it it's either like flannel or it's like pink. So I don't know. It's like there's two types of lesbians. I, I'm both of them. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You get the best of both worlds. Right. Yeah. Flannel and the pink. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. What I inspired you to write this story? Mm. Um, great Thanks, question. Nothing. I, like Cass, was addicted to online role playing <laughs> um, <laughs> starting in high school. And, like, the story that she's role-playing is, like, very different from mine. The friendships are very different from mine. There isn't an internet love interest in my life. I'm sorry. <laughs> it didn't happen. Um, but, I mean, I've made some really good friends. Like, the best friend who's coming to interview me, she's from online role-playing. Um, so that was really cool to kind of go on this journey with her. And... Yeah, most, I mean, it's like 98% fiction, but like there's a few little nuggets from my life in there. So, mm. um, so yeah, I was first inspired by that. I always knew I was going to write something with role playing. 
but I just yeah, I didn't know what it was going to look like or what it was going to be. And then this book happened and now here we are. Um, but also I feel like I wanted to do young adult, just like, as we were saying, like trauma dumping and healing from our demons and all kinds of, you know, free therapy. Um, but I feel like there's a lot in there that kids today can still relate to like parental issues, internet things, friend things. Um, the main characters also, out as a lesbian and she's fat and they're both just you know parts of her life that exist they're not plot points um and I didn't know I was gay until I was like 30 so like kind of fun to write a character who just knew it and it's you know accepted there's no like drama about it um and likewise like I wasn't really fully like body positive like okay happy to be fat no big deal like until probably 30 which these coincide with me moving to Minneapolis if you're catching a trend <laughs> getting out of small town North Dakota um yeah so I feel like a lot of it's just stuff that kids can identify with and hopefully it just helps them see that like you're okay just as you are whether it's your weight or identity or you know something I didn't touch on like everyone's just cool as they are so yeah there's a lot of stuff in there <laughs> it's that. a big thing big journey I knew there was something when you said you moved from Dakota to Minneapolis mm -hmm. yep and I don't really know being Australian what Dakota was but oh, it, sure it felt mm -hmm. like it must be like is it like a really small outback town yeah it's so North Dakota is like very Republican and like small-minded and um just very different from like how I live my life so it's just interesting growing up there but yeah it's it's coming along a little bit like where I'm from because I was in like the city which you know isn't even very big itself but um yeah most of the state is not very accepting of most things so mm -hmm. it was just nice to get into like a real city environment where people are a lot more accepting and all those things like they just don't really matter they're just part of who you are Mm. I love that, that it's not necessarily, you know, like the plot points. It's just part mm -hmm. of who she is and her, like, that's, it's just like live going through life. Yes, these are a part of me, but that's not mm -hmm. like the main thing I'm struggling with. Like, I, mm -hmm. I am here and living through all of that stuff. I really, really, I'm here for that. Like, I, part of the reason why I love the publisher I went with, which is Joy Revolution, because mm -hmm. it focuses on books by people of color but it's not mm -hmm. it's not the issues aren't about being a person of color it's just mm -hmm. we live in this world too we fall in love too we struggle mm -hmm. too it's not just I'm dealing with racism or bigotry mm -hmm. it's you know I live in this world in this body I deal with these things yes mm -hmm. but there's other things I can do as well and I'm just here right. for books I mean, every book, we need all the books, all mm -hmm. sorts, like give our young adult readers everything mm -hmm. and kind of let them see themselves play out through these stories. And I'm just here mm -hmm. for it. I love it. Yeah. yeah, I I love your publisher. I think they're doing such great work. So I'm glad you're with them. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> me too. Like, well, I guess. <laughs> oh, tell me about it. All the time I'm like, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hope she sure. didn't see that. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> did you pants your way through this or plot? Because I know you said you did nano. Was that like mm -hmm. you had it plotted out first or did you just run with it? Yeah. So most of the books I've written have been through nano and most of them are pants. I get to like four days before and I'm like, shit, I have to move on this. Um, so I'll have like a word. I'm very old school. I do the word doc. Um, and I, you know, it's like you jot down little things like the names and general who they are and stuff that I need to remember, but I don't have like an outline. I don't have like a 50 page outline, like some people like who I just admire the hell out of <laughs> like, good for you. Wish it was me. It's not. Um, so it was mostly pants. It's like, I knew things in my head, but I was just kind of flailing along. And I think I wrote it in like five and a half weeks I wrote the first draft so it wasn't just nano I went a little over but I also wrote more than the 50k that goes with nano so mm. um and that was 2019 so that was like 
I don't know, book seven or something. I've lost track. I've never edited a book until this one. So for some reason, like this was the book and it's like, you get that feeling. You're like, well, this is it. I'm going to actually edit a book now. And, you know, I didn't know it was the book for everything else, but I at least knew I was going to edit it and look at it more than once. So that was a good feeling. Yeah. What was your um, query process like? Um, so I was pretty lucky by the time I got to querying. I started with um, author mentor match in 2020, right as COVID hit. So that was a fun distraction. Yeah. Um, I think we like went into lockdown like two days after I met my mentor, like on the phone. So it was like, Oh, now we're going to edit books and not go anywhere. So that was actually kind of great in a weird way. Um, but so we worked on it together for a few months and then I started querying in June of 2020 and I announced an agent in January of 2021. So querying was like six months. Um, only time I'd ever queried a book because it's only time I edited a book. So again, like I wasn't going through it like four times before that. So I felt really lucky in that way. Like it was just one and done. So again, it was like something about this book. I don't know what, but then we got through it. So yeah, yeah it was pretty quick. Yeah. Oh, yes. That's awesome. <laughs> I sometimes feel bad even talking about it because I have friends who like they're no. so talented and it's like oh it took four books and it's like but why like your first book was just as good as this one and it's you know it's market and timing and yeah oh the agent who would have been perfect just got a book from someone else two weeks earlier and now they can't take you it's like it's just such a strange process but yeah somehow got in at the right time with the right person so yeah but you were working your butt off too before then I mean writing and not editing but writing just writing (laughs) yeah did you say Mm -hmm. you wrote seven other books before this one yeah and I I honestly have lost count but I think it was probably like six or seven other ones wow why do you think you didn't query that I'm just curious now why do you think you didn't query those ones (laughs) <laughs> so we're gonna get into therapy no um, <laughs> please <laughs> no it was like it was mostly just like a lack of belief in myself and it was just you know you're making excuses like oh now I'm busy and I'm gonna go over here and do something else and hey it's November again let's write a new book and forget that old one and mm-hmm. you know and that's kind of what it was in my head but looking back it was definitely like I just wasn't ready I didn't feel ready um just not confident until I got to this point so and again, this one just was the one for whatever reason. So, but Angela's yeah. exactly right. You've been grinding your ass off. It's like your eighth <laughs> book. And even if it was your first book, we should you should never feel bad for your success. And I, any mm-hmm. writer worth their salt, I think, che- should cheer no matter when it happens, no matter how it happens. Mm-hmm. Because this thing is fucking hard. And I think oh, yeah. every success mm-hmm. that any of my writing friends has, I'm just like, hallelujah. Like, <laughs> yes. How it is. So mm-hmm. you just celebrate your success, your heart. And yes. you got books. You you wrote all these books, even if they never yes. saw the light of the, the light, the darkness of the trenches. <laughs> you still did that work. That's incredible. Hell yes. Oh, what has <laughs> been the hardest part? of your writing journey so far um I will say it I wouldn't say it's the hardest part but just thinking of recent situations like the union Harper Collins strike has been interesting um I'm lucky like my editor is not part of the union she's more senior so she's still around for me which is very nice I know a lot of people like they haven't heard from anyone they have no idea what's going on and that's like I couldn't imagine that I'd be a mess I'd be taking two anxiety pills instead of one. Like it would be bad. Um, but I mean, there's a lot of stuff that like you're just not going to get now because no one's there to do it. And like, I'm not asking my editor for more than I have to kind of thing because she's just beyond swamped and carrying heavy loads. And so it was one of those things you're like, hey, I finally made it. And then it's like, but wait, there's more. And then the, you know, um, but it's also like the caveat is like, they need to be doing this right like it's so important and like I don't know anyone in my life I guess who like doesn't support it like it's it's needed it's long overdue so even though it's been tough in ways like I also don't care because this should have been figured out months ago years ago so 
it's you know it's just going through the motions but i can't think of anything else right now so that's that's what i'm picking uh, i think that's yeah, yeah that's hard and it's something yeah. that's so out of your control too i mean it's yeah and it's it's one of those things that's like a bigger picture mm. problems where it's affecting mm -hmm. thousands mm -hmm. of lives and um so yeah i mean that's freaking tough 100 yeah what about the flip side? What's something that's been super rewarding on this journey for you? Um, I think just talking to readers organically before it's even out and just seeing them being excited or people reading ARCs who've messaged me. Um, I mean, I can joke about like therapy writing all I want, but like I just love hearing from people who it's like made an impact on, especially like younger readers. Um so I don't know. I think that's really special just hearing from younger readers. And I think that's why I started with young adult because I could have written like lesbian romance, which also would have been great and impacted people, I'm sure. But like <laughs> impacting teens is just like, I don't know, it's so important to me. So mm -hmm. I think just talking to them has been probably the best part so far. Oh, I freaking love that. Do you think you'll do any school vi school visits? I wonder. Um. If I'm invited, I definitely would. Um, I tried reaching out to my high school because I thought that would be kind of, even though most of the teachers are gone, I was like, I still want to show up and see what that looks like. Um, and it was one of those like, oh, it's the end of the year. We're all like about to peace out. So, um, oh, yeah. and now it's final. So I think we'll figure something out, but we just haven't gotten that far yet. And um, yeah, I, if I was invited, I would totally go to something or same with like a library visit or anything like that that'd be fun yeah you absolutely have to mm -hmm. i i demand it to be done <laughs> you must <laughs> you go angela to high school visit? i don't know i don't know if mine would be like high school like i don't know i don't know if it's a, <laughs> i do a library <laughs> yeah there you go but i would be like i don't know about a high because there's like you know there's like a sex scene in it and i don't know if i'd be like comfortable i don't know <laughs> You don't want to go into a ninth grade English class and talk yeah. about your sex scene? Yeah, I'm like, hey, Mr. Smith, listen, <laughs> let me explain. <laughs> let me explain myself. Uh, I have a lot of respect for people who do the school visits. That's why I ask because mm -hmm. it's like, so, you know, you go into a room full of adults and like they're half distracted, you know, whatever. Right. Kids are like, doom, 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 doom. <laughs> like, yeah. Turning in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually, now that you say that, no, I wouldn't do a school visit. <laughs> I actually like, wait they're gonna ask me questions no yeah, yeah. teenagers <laughs> looking at me no I don't even yeah. like walking past teenagers that's yeah. exactly which is the other part of why it's funny because sometimes I'm just like oh <laughs> like I remember that age I don't want to be here but then I'm like oh you guys are so much smarter than we give you credit for and it's it's like mm -hmm. my Scorpio and my cancer come out and it's just like I don't know what to believe my kids are great <laughs> Kids are great. <laughs> you realize, you remember though at that age that every now and then you met an adult that was like, that changed you just from like that meeting. And maybe we remember mm -hmm. that and then you want to like, you want to be that for someone, especially like what you're mm -hmm. writing. It's kind of like yeah. you want those people to have an opportunity to see like a cool adult flourishing, like a way they might not have been exposed to or something mm -hmm. like that. And so, no, I yeah. get it. But I'm also terrified of high schools. That's why I did not continue <laughs> with high school teaching after graduating. <laughs> so mm -hmm. respect. <laughs> yeah. It's also like that Steve Buscemi meme where it's like, hello, fellow youths. And he's like 55 years old or whatever, <laughs> carrying a skateboard. I don't know what it's from, but I see it every so often. I'm like, that'll be me at the high schools. Absolutely. Yeah. Just saying all the most cringy things that <laughs> yep. teenagers just can't handle. Yeah. That'll be me. That's me and as a mother. So yeah, I get that. <laughs> you understand. Uh, yeah, I do. Is there anything that scares you when it comes to being an author? Not to, you know, bring up anxious things, but... <laughs> Good question. I um, didn't see that one on there. I love that question. <laughs> yeah, it's a great one. Um, I think, I mean, being perceived in any way is terrifying for me, even though I'm on anxiety medication. I'm just like, oh, you're listening to me? Like, can you turn around and I'll talk to you? So I think even though I've planned this massive tour, I'm still like, when I get there, is it going to be cool? Or am I going to 
you know, previous Jenna going to come out and it's just going to be a mess or I don't know. I think like if I think of anything with being scared, I think it's that like I don't really like I'll be honest. I look at my reviews and they don't terrify me even when they're not very nice. Um, I haven't had any that have been like brutal by any means or maybe I just don't think they're brutal. I don't know. But I think some people are afraid of reviews and I'm just kind of like very realistic about it it's like it's your opinion like it's valid like it's a valid opinion most likely <laughs> like maybe if you read 10 pages maybe not so much but um yeah I don't know those don't scare me as much as I thought they would but yeah I think just events and like the uncertainty of how things can go mm-hmm. um especially as like a queer author or you know someone where the wrong person could show up or something like that and but I mean I only get afraid of that when I think about it, like right now, but like day to day, I don't think about it. So thank you, Angela, yes. for yes. 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 Angela here. Yes. <laughs> yes. We've talked it out now. And now that we've yep. and now everything's out. fine. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> but you know what? I really have to say that I'm proud of you because you are doing it, even mm-hmm. though it's so scary. And it is. Even things like this are intimidating Mm -hmm. and can be scary, but you're still doing it and you're doing it gracefully and wonderfully. And it's your time to shine. This is your special debut year. And of course, things will always go awry and that's Mm -hmm. just freaking life. And we're all Mm -hmm. awkward and weird, but we're still doing it. And so Mm -hmm. I'm so proud of you. Medicate and go. (laughs) Yes. Drugs and friendship. (laughs) You know what? That should be your tagline for your tour. Drugs and friendship. On the front and the back, do not perceive me. (laughs) Right? I want to show. That's that's like stamped on my forehead invisibly is like, do not perceive me. But also, hey, I'm going to do a 10 stop tour. It's fine. Honestly. Totally normal. Yeah. I've loved this chat so much. I see a lot of myself in you because that is exactly how I ride. I do the thing terrified. I plan the way bigger thing than I ever thought I would plan, shitting myself the entire time. (laughs) And I just think we're fucking gangsters. (laughs) End of. Yes. Hell yeah. Well, just doing, you two doing this all the time is just so cool. Like, I just admire the hell out of you for what you're doing. So... Thank you. No, honestly, it was, thank you. It was all Melanie's idea, but it really was such a feat because we are both very, you know, we're naturally, we're special. We're, (laughs) we're, we're just balls of nerves most of the time. Mm -hmm. And so, but this kind of thing, this podcast really has helped us. I'm speaking Mm -hmm. to Melanie. I speak, we um, but it has helped so much just kind of get over that. And I, mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm never over it, yeah. but I do it yeah. anyway. Right. Like right. it's still, even before we got on, I was like, okay, take that yeah. breath. It's going to mm-hmm. be fine. Um, yeah. But you just, you do it like Melanie always says, just do it scared. And yeah. Yeah. right, Melanie, you say that. I say yeah. that. Oh, that's on, like on my <laughs> Is that a thing you say? <laughs> that. I love it. Even like same for me. Like I had to breathe through a bunch of anxiety before I got on this time. It's hit and miss. Mm-hmm. But you know what I always come back to? And I thought of it when you were talking about high school and loving being on stage. Mm-hmm. You said, mm-hmm. that right? Yep. I think that maybe we all love to perform because it's fucking fun. And we are performers and entertainers at heart. So even Mm -hmm. though there's that super anxious side, there's also Mm -hmm. the payoff of like the fun, you know, Mm -hmm. we're not, we're not just gluttons for punishment. We're we're (laughs) like, yeah, doing it scared. That is Angela, you're on the money. It is my kind of life motto these days because yeah, like Mm -hmm. most things freaking terrify me, but like so much more fun if you just do them, you know? Mm -hmm. Yep. Instead of hiding away and never doing anything. Yep. So that was me for a long time too. So I'm I'm glad to be out of it, even though it's terrifying. <laughs> yes, I love that so much. I know Melanie's little heart is just what? just blooming. <laughs> She's so it's like happy. kindred spirit. Yeah, I can see it on her face. She's just like yeah. <sighs> you too well now. You just this is my favorite type of conversations to have because it it makes it makes me feel so seen just as a person mm-hmm. in general, like in this industry, but like. 
Yeah. And and I do, Angela. Angela can read me like a book now. <laughs> I love these chats and the more we have them, the less maybe afraid we have to feel as these anxious. Mm-hmm. Just like realistically, it wasn't always like this for writers, yeah. Like now there is mm-hmm. a big, you know, profile, like you have to be an entertainer on top of it, kind of. There's all these yep. things. Mm-hmm. And so we love it, but it's also at war with the part of us that is very, like you said, afraid of being perceived, like uh, mm-hmm. all these anxious things, whatever. Yeah. No, I, that's a generalization. It's not everyone, but mm-hmm. it does tend to be a crop of us in writing community. And I love each one mm-hmm. of them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's just like, love me, but don't look at me. <laughs> love my work. Don't talk to me. <laughs> I definitely want a t-shirt with that on it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Sums it up. Okay, I'll I'll just send you a pack of, like, my 10 quotes, and you can wear them all. Please do. Please do, because your quotes are hitting. Your quotes are (laughs) I make them up on the spot, so, you know, I'll forget all of them after this call. (laughs) Well, we have it recorded, so we are ready. That's true. That's true. I see our time is right here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Our time is literally draining away, but I want to ask our favorite question, which is looking back at all you've accomplished, what advice would you give a younger version of yourself before you started this journey? Um, Okay. I think it was even on the list and now I'm just like, wait. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think probably for me specifically, it's just not to be so afraid. Mm. Um, You know, go and like, obviously, this path worked out for me as it did. So it's, you know, I don't know if it'd be any different or how it'd be different. But I think it's just, you know, believe in yourself and go for it instead of, you know, like, I'm good at this, but no one needs to know that, you know, is kind of where I was at for a long time. So I think just, you know, let people in, let them help you and then believe in yourself. I love that. Yeah. I mean that's pretty much it (laughs) yeah (laughs) it really really it's beautiful I'm just it just makes my heart so happy to hear and it's such a good reminder you know Mm -hmm. just do it don't hold back don't let yourself your own freaking brain hold yourself back because there's so much amazing stuff in store Mm -hmm. which obviously it's in store for you because you've got a giant tour coming (laughs) up She's got a yeah. world tour. World tour in the US. <laughs> yeah. Woo! Well, it's going to cut us off any second, but it was a pleasure okay. chatting. And yeah, we are cheering for you. Thanks for making the time to come on today. And yeah. Yes. Thank you both so much. Thanks, Jenna. Honestly, it was so fun chatting with you. We are just excited for this book. I cannot wait to read it myself. So thank congratulations you. on everything. Thank you.